Let's do it. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have an absolute phenomenal episode for you guys. We have a little bit of sports talk, a little bit of what's going on in the world, and of course, we're bringing back a rank. We got a draft this week of the best sport drinks, so you can go flavor-wise, or it's flavor and brand. So it's like if you like Gatorade, you got to be like, I like Gatorade, the yellow. Then we're going to do a draft that way. Um, we also are bringing back Taboo Tuesday. Very excited about this, even though it's Thursday. I'm excited about it. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Look, take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Low Budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, it has been a couple of weeks since we've seen each other. Mainly my fault. I'm sorry. I've been busy. I do start a new job on Tuesday. Have had so much to do, surprisingly, to get ready for it. Um, But I've been playing a lot of golf in my free time. So I'll start off with how I've been. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of stuff for the new job. I've been playing a lot of golf lately. Um, I played 36 holes on Monday. I shot 78 on the first round. I was playing absolutely phenomenal. Uh, super happy. Uh, the second round, I shot 84. It was a very tough course. It's a really cool course, course called Stonewall Orchard. Their seats in their carts are like lazy boys. They're huge, puffy, and leather. Dude, they're awesome to drive around in. I wish I could take out those chairs and like put it in my couch. I would love to watch a game on them. Um, we show up to the course and we notice a lot of caddies. We're like, what public course has caddies? I've never seen that. So we go and check in. We're like, Hey, what's going on out there? They're like, Oh, there's a PGA qualifier today. We're like, what? We're like, how hard's the course? And he's like, well, you heard what I said. We have PGA players playing. (laughs) So me and Steve look at each other and we're like, it's, it's going to be an afternoon. And this was our second 18. We're like, okay. Um, I shot 84, like I said, ended up playing, uh, pretty decent. I had some miraculous shots. I had a chip in on the front nine, a birdie on the front nine. And the, excuse me, on hole 10, I chipped in for Eagle. Wow. It was, uh, my fifth Eagle of my life. It was pretty crazy. It was the first flop shot I've hit all year. It was like 30 yards over a bunker. I hit like the best flop shot I've ever hit in my life. And now I'm thinking I can never hit a flop shot again. For the year. I got a bad a thousand. I gotta stick with it. Keep you don't it going. think so? Keep it going. No, yeah. keep the chip uh, on the shoulder. You just you just hit a great flop shot and your mm-hmm. response to that is to be I'm not gonna hit any more flop shots. Like Oh, I wanna retire on top. Mm. You're no, not okay, chipping. Fine. I'll bring it back in the bag. Um, the new putter's been working great. Uh turns out PGA pros are very good. Because it's like me and Steve were very happy how we played. And the course was in such difficult conditions. And we like walk in there. We're like, hey, what was the leader today? And someone was like, oh, someone's, uh, someone just came in at eight under. We're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Like me and Steve were like, I think he shot 85, I shot 84. And we were like, dude, that course was so hard. The pin placements were so hard. The greens were absolutely lightning. You couldn't get anything to stop on them. And we that were like super job. proud. 
is picking the pin placements and all that stuff for the PGA for a whole summer, and I just watch these PGA players fucking kill them up. Yeah, dude, it's not easy. It's not easy oh. for a non-professional. They were very hard. A lot of tuck pins, a lot of really hard <laughs> shots. Um, but it was, I mean, Stonewall Orchard is an absolute beautiful course. I'd recommend anyone playing it. Um, but yeah, that's how I've been doing. And then, oh, last thing, uh, my cousin, Keep the Eleven, uh, his band. They've been on the podcast before. I went and saw them perform at the Battle of Bands at the uh, Jester. Bitter Jester Music Festival, I think that's what it was called. Uh, Billy Corgan, the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkin, puts it on. Um, they won. Uh, nice. And I'll be completely honest. I know they listen. I know my uncle listens. I know my aunt listens. I know their whole family listens. So I'm going to be completely honest. Um, when they were on the podcast and they were showing me music when they were like, you know, 16, 17 years old, I was like, eh, eh, it's okay. Their music talent or like their instrument talents were very good, but like the songs kind of sounded like they didn't have their own voice, kind of sounded a little too derivative, like any other 80s, 90s rock. Um, But they've completely switched that. Um, So this is the first time I've seen them in a couple of years now. And they are doing like, they have a whole new uh, EP out. Um, I forgot what it's called, but you can go listen to it on Spotify, Apple, anything. and it's absolutely phenomenal. It's crazy to see these guys. And even though it's my cousin, it is like, they're actually very good. There's this one song called Daydreams. I'd recommend you go listen, listen to it and tell me that that couldn't be on the radio right now. I really think that. Two of these kids go to Belmont University, um, the drummer, the singer, and the guitarist. Uh, so they like go to school for this. Uh, they're doing very good. And so they have moved on to the finals. And they will now perform in front of Billy Corgan, who will be the judge of the next battle. What's That's the so name cool. of the band? Keep the Eleven. So it is uh, pretty crazy. My cousin is the bassist. Um, it's very good. Uh, I gave one of the biggest compliments that I've ever given out is the lead singer, his name's Reese. His voice kind of reminds me of um, Bradley Knoll from Sublime. And like Bradley Knoll from Sublime, even if you're not like a big Sublime guy, everyone can admit that they at least made some good music. Sure, everyone's heard What I Got or Santeria. Um, But they're definitely coming into their own. They were playing against a band that's been together for eight years, has an album out, had had a record contract. Um, Very popular, very good, very talented, but I agree. Like, I thought my cousin's band was better. Um, there was a couple of solo artists there. that Everyone was good, but I think they, like, really just showed out. Um, I mean, they're 18 years old, so they're jumping up and down on stage. I was getting out of breath just watching them. But, uh, no, I'd you highly recommend checking them out. Yeah, Daydreams, by far their best song, in my opinion. Uh, but that's how yeah. I've been. Let's head it over to Beer. What have you cooked for me lately? Well, first I want to say, if, you know... That that's awesome. I want to like. I'm gonna go listen to it. And I was gonna say that they actually performed today. I looked at their website. Like they they're performing tonight, in St. Charles. Is kind of yeah, funny. they are. Um, they're like they're going they're going ham. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So what's what's new with me? One, I've been on top of the bear stuff. Been like constantly, you know, been you know, tricking myself into being a complete homer again this year. And like I'm ready to to totally change your minds on like and just tell you we're going to Super Bowl. 
going to the Super Bowl this year. Okay. Get excited. Um, but so I'm, I'm totally in, all in on that stuff. And then for food, we're getting ready. Golf trip is right around the corner. That's in, it's about two months, almost two months away. Uh, just about. We need to like, like I'm starting to real test. So we're we're making a brisket this weekend. About two weeks ago, I made a uh, made. Uh, so I've been like experimenting with these chicken thighs. Basically, you brine it and then like you just throw them on the smoker for two hours, and they just are perfect. And then you just like once they're done, you just shred them instantly, and then you've got this like really just really good chicken you can use at anything. You can make sandwiches. You can make like quesadillas, tacos, everything you want, everything you want with that. It's like so versatile yeah. and it's the thighs. It's the juiciest part of chicken. I think so it's like the best. It's literally, and like, I found like a good, this place called Wild Fork. I, I mentioned them a bunch of times. I buy that. I like have a, like a deal with them. So I'm like, you, you pay like yearly and then you get like free shipping and stuff. So I'm like constantly ordering through them. Um, so that's what I'll be bringing to the golf trip as well as the brisket. And then we'll be doing two pork butts again. It's going to be the full, the full flow but uh we're gonna be testing some new stuff this weekend i'm gonna be testing without a water pan we're gonna see if it cooks faster if it cooks the same if it makes it taste different so we're just gonna be testing some different stuff but um very very excited coming up here it's starting to get like starting to get close so we need to start like actually planning that out and it's gonna be a lot of food and i'm excited i respect yeah. that don't even have the tea times booked but our chef is 60 days out and he's like, I got this. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's now at that point now where I'm like, okay, the first day of, okay, I'm getting there at this time and we're going to be preparing this and then we're going to smoke all night. And then it's going to be in the morning, basically done by the time we start golfing and then it'll be resting all day until we get back. So it'll be done and good. So the moment we're ready to eat, it'll be good to go. And now we don't have to wait till 11 at night anymore. <laughs> I, I did like the midnight again? brisket though. It was good. It was good brisket. I like to be your sous chef again. I learned a lot. Yeah. Can I, al- truly, can I also a make a request? Can sure. I make a request that we smoke more Tostino's pizza rolls? Because those were so good. <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. <were> awesome. <laughs> yeah, we should. So, like, the way I'm planning it is, like, we'll have all this room. So, like, if I smoke everything the night before going into the Friday, right, You we smoke it. It'll be basically done. All the big stuff will be off the smoker. And by the time we get back from our golf trip, like we get back, we start the smoker, we throw pizza rolls on, we throw chicken on. Everything's good. Like at that point, like pizza rolls will mm-hmm. be done in like a half hour. Like as everyone's getting cleaned up, like it'll be. We have we won't have, I won't have a giant pan of like like that. I just kind of dumped everything into. It'll be actually like prepared well this time. So um, it's just oh, man, I'm really I'm really excited for this year. I'm really excited. It'll be uh it'll be good to. Flex the smoking muscles again. Oh, I can't wait. Anything yeah. else? Nothing. Nothing else too crazy with me. Work's been good. Um, been all about the bear, so I'm excited for the breakdown. There we go. Let's head it over to Nick. Nick, how you been? Uh, pretty good. Um, not too much new going on. Uh, just kind of getting back into things after I had COVID. Um, enjoying the warmer weather as it's been here you've been getting outside played golf for the first time this season um that just last weekend two weeks ago i forget um but actually hit him pretty well like i'm already in mid-season form in may it's rare for me but mid-season form for me is like i shot a 102 but like i had i had five pars and five bogeys 
which is like really good for me. That's so cool, then baby. the other eight holes, I just gotta like not shoot like sevens and eights, and boom, mm-hmm. I was hitting par threes really well. I had, I had par two two pars and two bogeys on the par threes, so that that to me is like signaling that I'm 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 hitting the ball well. It's just a, just little things, just little things that need to be tweaked, and then boom, I'm in the nineties. And the next thing you know, I'm in the 80s, and then I'm in the 70s, and then I'm playing on the PGA Tour. You know, it's I like it. It's the first domino that uh, sets off mm-hmm. the chain reaction that is the nuclear explosion that is my golf career. So, uh, so that's exciting. Um, and my hope is to be not just in mid-season form, but in next season form by the time the golf trip r- comes around. So I'm supposed to play golf tomorrow morning. I've got the day off work, uh, but it's supposed to rain. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so yeah, that was good. Other than that, uh, spent some time in Tennessee, uh, the past few days, uh, with my girlfriend visiting her brother and, uh, brother's wife at their place in a really small town, middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Tennessee's just beautiful. Just, uh, hills, uh, rolling hills full of, uh, you know, trees everywhere. It was really nice to be there in springtime when everything's bloomed. In green um so that was pretty chill and nice uh other than that uh yeah not too much i'm just i got tomorrow off work i'm monday off work obviously so uh gonna enjoy the weekends a lot uh gonna be heading down to the lake to hang with fam it's supposed to be nice weather down there so uh memorial day weekend is always like the start of summer it is Mm. like in college like in college you're out of school high school you're like almost there this is when, from now on, it's like you, it, you're pretty much guaranteed that it's going to be 70 degrees and hope mostly sunny like from here on out for the next several months. So we made it. So that feels good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all, right, all I- Johnny. Well, I saw beer two weeks ago at my high school reunion. Um, Ooh. Yep. At his he, high school reunion, yeah. Yeah. It was... It was um, it's exactly what you'd expect. Just awkward, weird, uh, uncomfortable. Uh, beer was there longer than I was. Like I, I dipped out. So I you got out of there, there so yeah, fast. Well, I had to drive back. Uh, I brought my girlfriend to meet everyone, but like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it, there's some but, funny dudes at your high school. Uh, yeah, but um, so that was two weekends ago. This past weekend, I had the NRA show, the National Restaurant Association. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, leading Ooh. up to it over the weekend, um, that Friday, I had to take some clients out um, to a few parties. And then we ended up at a Coke party, like the Coca-Cola company, at the Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe, which I've never been there before. It was fucking awesome, actually. Um, but that was a little tough because I did have a half marathon on Sunday. <clears throat> so I was just like a little hungover, a little tired, but Oof. we made it. And then that same day, I took clients out to eat again and drink. So it's been a very busy weekend. A lot of fun, but <clears throat> um, I, I'm tired. Holy shit. How did the half marathon go? It went well. Me and my, me and my girlfriend ran it together. Um, it was beautiful. It was 60 degrees out. Um, oh, wonderful perfectly sunny it was it was awesome it was a totally different like trail than i expected it was way different than like the half marathon for the rock and roll this one went just straight down 
like south from Grant Park, and it is beautiful. Holy crap! Like the south side of Chicago is looking very different and very new, very beautiful. But uh, let's see what else. Oh, and uh, today I did get like uh, an email from my company saying that there's a possibility that I've been exposed to COVID from when mm. I went to the show. Um, no. And like not two hours later, I started getting a fever like today, mm. fever, body shakes, chills. And I went to go get a COVID test today. It's negative. Um, I took Sudafed, ibuprofen, and my mom <laughs> gave me this water bottle with a mystery liquid that she got from Mexico. I'm like, mom, <laughs> what the hell? It smells like chlorine. And she's like, just drink it. You're gonna kill me. You're gonna kill me. But I, I had the I had the shakes to the point where I'm like, fuck it, just give me it. And I chugged it. It smelled and tasted like chlorine. Um, I couldn't read the label because it was really well, it was in Spanish and uh I couldn't understand a lot of the words, so I just said, Fuck it, let's just take it. I feel a lot better now. Uh, my my test my test came back negative, so I'm gonna get another one tomorrow just to make sure. Which I hope I am negative because I bought uh, concert tickets for this weekend for Sueños Music Festival. It's the first like reggaeton and Latin music festival in Chicago. So taking my brother and my little cousin. Steep prices for, for these tickets must be because it was like the first year they're doing it. But that's why Dude, I, I need to be open. Hispanic and Mexican artists are taking over the world, man. Mm. Literally, like, I hate to say it. And you might not like this, but the song Despacito changed the game. It started as soon as you got as soon as you got Bieber speaking Espanol. Yeah, I remember the moment I first heard that song. Yeah, I remember the moment I first heard that song because I was like, "Shit, Jay Biebs and Spanish, it's it's over." Uh, So here we are. Bunny is like running the world, so it it's uh, he's in he's like in movies. He's in movies with Brad Pitt and WWE and shows. And I mean, he was in Narcos. It's crazy. Yeah. But so hopefully I'm feeling better by then. And then Monday I'm taking my brother and my cousin uh, for my brother's birthday to the noon game against the Brewers for the Cubs. So that'll be fun. It's going to be really hot, but it's a doubleheader day. Like I said before, that's one of the best things about baseball. So we might go to the second game that night. Uh, We'll see. And then uh, I won't I see you guys. I know someone with tickets if you want them. Interesting. Both of you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I probably won't talk to you guys for another couple of weeks because I'm going to Seattle next week for about a week. For a wedding. Right, well, we will miss you. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else, Johnny? That's it. All right, let's head over to the sports. So the first thing I want to talk about, I kind of want to make this a little quicker section so we could do a little bit of more of the Triple B. Um, so I'm going to just start off with the NBA. And the only thing I really have to say about the entirety of the NBA playoffs is I cannot remember any, any sport, any of the big five, where there's been this many blowouts in the playoffs. Because it's been kind of weird. Because you watch a game, it's, uh, like let's just take the Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. Game one, they lose by 20. You're like, wow, how could the Heat not sweep? Then they lose by 30 the next game. You're like, oh, my God, how does Boston not come back and do the reverse sweep? And then Boston loses by 30, and you're like, what the hell is going on? I don't get it. 
it's the playoffs, and then they go on and blow them out the last two games. Uh, in game four, they literally held the Miami Heat to one point for the first nine minutes of the game. Think of that. 11 one points. One point for the first nine minutes. 11 points in the first quarter. It was like the lowest scoring quarter that the Heat have like ever had. It was insane. Yeah. Dude, it was crazy. So I don't think the blowouts are good. I don't think it's good for the game. I don't think it's good for any sport. Uh, the hockey playoffs have been very tight. Um, it's kind of one of the things where the series in the NBA have gone like six, seven games a lot of the times, but the individual games have all been blowouts. And so I think that that sucks. Any thoughts on the blowouts? I think it's weird that they're doing it back and forth. I think it would, yeah. Like if it's like a top tier, like a top seed versus like a bottom seed, you should be like, okay, that makes more sense. But like, if it's, it's like they're like giving up okay, next game. And like they're okay with losing by thirty mm-hmm. and not trying to come back and win it. Like sometimes I don't know if that's a reason, but just when the Warriors were losing by fifty-five, yes, that's a correct score against the Grizzlies. They both teams emptied their bench with three minutes to go in the third, and that's how the game ended. I would personally be livid if I went to that game, and let's be honest, ticket prices are going through the roof. And you're watching this game, and then you have the third stringers out there for 15 minutes of game time? The you playoff kidding me? Just call the game at that point. I don't want to see this guy. Und- and then it was like, this guy's undrafted. This guy's undrafted. Like, yeah, no shit. He's number 27 on the bench. He wasn't even supposed to play. <laughs> so I don't like the blowouts. I really think that it's a bad look. It's not fun to watch. Conspiracy. And the craziest part is that. I've won a lot gambling on it, and I'm still mad. So that's why. That's what I got to say. Conspiracy theory is that the teams are doing that. They're colluding with one another mm. to take nights off and everything. They're like, Ooh. hey, like, uh, you know, like, let's just throw this game. We'll chill, and then we'll come back the next game. We'll beat them. And it's just going back. That's why it's going back and forth, because they, they're sw- swapping off the nights that they're taking off. So... Um, you know, maybe somebody's got some big money on these games. I don't know who's got gambling debts. Does Steve Kerr have gambling debts? Mm-hmm. Um, possibly, you know, it's can, we can neither confirm nor deny at this point. I so like just show us your records, throwing, throwing some stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, he's, if he's got nothing to hide, he should just tell us, you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Johnny, any take? Yeah, there's fuckery afoot. No, I'm kidding. Oh. I, think, no, I think it's just from the very little research that people have done and that I just did 10 seconds ago, it seems to be that once there's a big margin earlier, maybe in the third quarter, even after halftime, which we have seen those big blowouts already by then, by the third quarter, mm-hmm. the other team is taking too many shots past the arc where this year it's just more and more people are taking three-point shots either to cover it, to cover the margin that, you know, they're falling behind or just to get that much further ahead. So one or the other of the teams is either getting way ahead or actually kind of catching up. We just haven't seen the latter up to this yeah. point. No, I get it. That's that's a good take. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Boston, I think the Warriors game is tonight. They'll probably win. They'll move on. And hopefully they lose. I hate the Warriors. Let's move on to the NFL, though. Right before we do the Triple B, 
Uh, I want to talk about that there is some new international games added to the schedule this year. International games are always kind of fun. We usually send the shit teams over there. You know the Jaguars are going to London, my guys. Packers Uh, are going. It's always the game where you wake up at 8 a.m. just to watch football. You don't care about the game. You might put a couple of bucks on it to make it interesting, but it's one of those where if you have the Sunday scaries and you can't fall asleep or you can't stay asleep, you wake up, you just turn on the London game. It's on at 8 a.m. It's a beautiful moment. But added to the schedule right now is we're adding, we're adding Mexico City. I don't know if you guys know this, but Mexico City is actually higher above sea level than Denver. Yep. Mm-hmm. You didn't know. Whoa. There's a. There's a. Exactly. There's a. There's talk that like people can break the kicking records there. I was so. just gonna say if you got a fantasy kicker and they're going to Mexico City, play them. Uh, there's yeah. gonna be bombs <laughs> to be said. Uh, the next game is going to be in, I'm going to call it the correct way the Germans say it, because I did take German for two years, no offense, or, you know, no big deal. Um, München, they're going to Germany. Munich for you uncultured people. Um, <laughs> is that right, Beer? Yeah, München, yeah. yeah okay, München. cool. <laughs> um, I like the addition. I like it just getting out of London. Um, I'm actually a really big fan. I like that we're sending better games there. The Bucks are going to one. The Rams are going to one. I do really like that. It's going to get more eyes on it. Um, the Mexico City game, I know we were like joking about it, but I really do think that you might see a 70-yard kick. I mean, it's going to be – or like a 65 – or maybe a record. What's the record now? 66. So, like, let's just call it 67 to be fun. Um, the Germany game – I cannot wait for the confusion because you know there's someone that's an American football fan in Germany bought these tickets, talking to their buddies and be like, hey, I got tickets to the football game. And they're like, yeah, I can't wait to go. Who's playing? Like Bayern? You know, (laughs) and then like they're going to show up and be like, what the hell? Where are the goals? And I want to see that on the Jumbotron. I want to see the confusion because you know it's going to happen to at least one person where they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Who are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What part of, you know, lowbrow London is this? And you're like, no, they're from America. And then he's going to be like, I'm about to slug so many liters of beer, get really rowdy, and become a huge fan of this bullshit team just because I'm here. You're going to find crazy fans on Reddit now because of these games, and I'm all for it. What do you guys yeah. think about them expanding just outside of London? Because obviously I'm a big fan. Let's start off with beer. I love it. I think the I think the biggest thing um, as well is if you remember, do you guys remember NFL Europe? That was a thing back in the early mm-hmm. 2000s, right? So they had it was like a minor league system basically over there, and like Germany had like two teams. I remember. So there was there was like a decent. They kind of knew about football, and I know that they have like club teams over there, but it's not anything. To where a majority of the population would know so it's going to be interesting to see the people in the stands i imagine it's going to be like the first london game where you go and you see everybody wearing their own just like if yeah. i'm a bears fan and i live in germany and there's an nfl game going on i'm going to that game i'm we're gonna wear my justin fields jersey and it's gonna have i'm gonna have fun like it's just like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who's playing you're just gonna go because it's in your backyard and there hasn't been nfl football or like anything close to it being played there in almost like 15 years 20 years almost so like just yeah do it so i i love it i i would i want to see like the concessions i have to get a bratwurst going like i'm like i would have some schnitzel sandwiches at a football game i'd be all over so um mm-hmm. i think that yeah. that's really great i 
any chance to grow the game beyond two. Like we're we're I still think a while away from like anything like where baseball is or you're you're pulling, you know, talent from other parts of the world to to play. I think we're still a little bit ways away from that, but like it starts here. So just keep mm-hmm. making it it's a great, you know, make it more available to, to different kids around the world, you know. Love it. Dare I say, I think it's like Nick's golf game. One domino fell. They all got to fall now. We'll see which way they land, and I like that. Johnny, what do you think about them going international? They're going to Mexico, baby. Got to like going that Mexico. a little bit. Well, every time I went to Mexico, and I mentioned this to you guys too, whenever I went to bars or even to go out to eat, it was always American football on the TVs. I never saw something. Mm. Ever. Give the ever. people what they want. Yeah, I never huh. had to like ask him, can you please change it? Because I was still keeping track of my fantasy teams. And <laughs> they, yeah, it's always football. And it's just a genius move by the NFL. Uh, let's take a game to the fifth biggest city in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, even by chance, you're going to get a lot of fans. But it, it's such a strong fan base. I know they've considered a team in Mexico too before. So they, they know what they're doing. But I think it's a great idea. Me crazy. Before we go to Nick, I actually got one more thing that I just thought of while you were saying that. There is the difference, and I think we've talked about it on this podcast. It's like to be a fan, but when you go see a live sporting event, you get this new appreciation and even more excitement because you actually get to see how fast the game is played, like how intricate it is, how big and strong the players are. So I think if you're just a fan watching it on TV and you go to a game, I think that's going to get these people more into the sport and want to like even find their team like i would yeah. love for a munich person to be like don't you talk shit about my san francisco 49ers i, I would love that as they're just pounding beers i think that would be awesome so that's that's what i wanted to say thank you for bringing up that point uh johnny nick what are your thoughts on this yeah i mean it's exciting uh i'm interested to see just like kind of long term what the play is obviously they've been doing games in london for the last few years now they're expanding out a little bit more so they're taking that next step so then if we go like 10 years down the road what 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 does that look like are we talking about another nfl europe are we talking about you know some sort of independent european league like if, you know for because the the time zone difference which i know they've they've talked about moving a team to london but it's just really not feasible time zone difference unless if you're really really smart with scheduling and then your team's on the road for like four weeks in a row if you're playing out west or something like that so the the most feasible version of that is then saying hey we're gonna have an nfl or some iteration of that completely within europe with you know call it six or eight teams or something like that and go from there so and yeah, in some ways that can be a minor league system of sorts. It can be a just a, a kind of a separate league like, you know, the, the Euro leagues for basketball are compared to the NBA now. So there's there's a lot of kind of interesting avenues that they can take it. And I know they're still trying to 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 grow some sort of general interest in the game before they do that. So, yeah, just curious what the, the next few steps will be on that. Yeah. No, I agree. So they do have a little bit of a roadmap. Roadmap. They want to go to Brazil, China. So they got a little places that they want to expand. So we'll see. Um, definitely going to be more. I wouldn't be surprised that every two years they add a new country. Yeah. Um, I think that if all goes well this year with the three different countries, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you 
see it different. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see a team out there just because it's just going to be a little too challenging. Um, it's so easy, like in hockey, where Canada is same time less zones. Than, yeah, it's yeah, less yeah. than flying across the country. You know, you could you do one in Mexico, but it'd have to be like yeah, Tijuana. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, you know, you could do That's you could do enough. bordering country. Bordering country yeah. is easy. As soon as you're going over water, out of here. Um, I would, but, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, like, twenty years in the future, if there was a division in Europe. You have they play their eight games, start the season or something there, or like and then they alternate. Here. It would make more sense if there were more teams out there, and you'd have to balance it around it, and you'd have like mm-hmm. you maybe there's maybe a way, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to wait yeah. and see. All very exciting things. I like the way the NFL is going. Um, all right, let's head over to the Triple B, the Beers Bays breakdown. Um, let's hear your take. You said Super Bowl. I'm always thinking soupy. Me and my brain. I've already, I've already snatched the confetti. I was tasting the sweat. I'm already excited. I'm here for victory. Beer, tell us why we're going. Well, I don't I, So, Super Bowl, always, every single year we're going. And it's like, you have to, like, always root for that. But, like, honestly, and it starts with, like, Justin Fields. I feel like the difference between him. I don't know if you saw this. There's a Bleacher Report article. They basically interviewed him. And he was, like, saying, like, the difference between him, like, knowing this year that he's supposed to be the leader of this team versus last year when he didn't know, like it's very, it's different. You know, he's the leader now of this football team. And like the way he talks about his receivers, he's like, sure. We don't have Odell Beckham jr. We don't have a Cooper cup on our team. He's like our receivers. If we do well, we're good enough. It's like, we have to put our players in a good position. Like the way that he was describing, like, okay, like he's more confident and speaking with more conviction than I ever saw, ever heard Mitch speak with ever heard like, any of our other QBs, it's like, they're always like, they're almost like worried about themselves. It's like Justin is like worried about like protecting his team. Like, like Mitch always tried to sound like he was a good quarterback. You know, I'm trying to be a good leader for my teammates. And he would always say stuff like that, but like Justin's like doing it. And it's like cool to, cool to see. So I think it starts there. Um, I've got like a list of four things. The four things I've noticed since like last time we talked speed is like the number one thing is that like, Speed is a very big importance to like Matt Eberflus. It seems like it seems like the hustle principle, where he wants to always be playing fast, is very important. Like um, one example of this was the first like OTAs. We have a new beat reporter from the Vikings. She like was a Vikings reporter and then moved, like, got signed by NBC Chicago. She work, works the beat now for Chicago, and she like tweeted out. She goes, "I've been working OTAs for a while. This is the most like." aggressive i've seen like conditioning wise like they are hustling out there and running from like i've never seen anything like this in my years i'm like yeah well welcome to chicago it's kind of like one of those um fun, fun things but like but it's also the new it's the new regime and that's a very big importance is that hustle running through the ball so i think like speed and then you see it with our draft picks right kyler gordon you know four four speed jaquan brisker strong safety can hit but also is like really fast as well and like has like rangy ability so like that's also speed you add that third player we drafted Velas Jones Velas Jones Jr. a wide receiver from Tennessee four three one speed fast after the catch and like he was like annoyed because he thought he could run faster in the 40 like stuff like that like and then like you go up like Zach Thomas the, the tackle he's fast too it's like he has like one of the best athletic grades and you got in like the fifth round like we're looking at him potentially be our starting guard like we're starting to notice like these similarities and then uh if you watch 
there's a bears uh they posted like this thing recently on their on their youtube page it's awesome it's 20 minutes long it's like like the drive i think it's called and they like showed their process and like they showed matt Eberflus basically gushing about darnell mooney he's like oh the way he runs around those cones he's like i just got a big smile on my face i was like that's when you know like he admires the speed and you see it every in almost every decision that they make so i just love that um that's like the first thing like byron pringle is really fast like you can just throw things out there um play action game appears to be a focus they're getting justin fields on the move that's a big one um and then our old line is like starting to settle in guys i think that's like really cool we're getting larry borm at left tackle and tevin jenkins at right tackle that's different it's different that's from last so year weird that's so weird it's, we- it's weird <laughs> Right, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, we have the worst O line in the NFL." It's like Larry Borum was ranked like, I think it was like 65th out of 80 linemen or something like the out of 80 tackles last year. It's like, okay, that's not great, but you're a fifth round tackle starting. Like, yeah, duh. Like, okay, if you're doing 65, I'm glad you're not like 80. That's a step in the right direction for me. So if he improves, that's good. Tevin Jenkins, he's more of a right tackle anyway. The mauler, like that type of person. He played right tackle in college, like. Okay, that adds up to me. It's like the only position that we're worried about right now is our right guard. And we've got four rookies that we just drafted. We have Sam Mustafer. And then we have two two vets as well. So like that's the competition. We have like seven dudes fighting over one one position. And I'm fine with that. So I'm excited. Like the more I marinate on the roster, the more it makes me more confident. I think like there's there's opportunities. I still I still don't think we're done yet. I still think we sign like one more lineman too. So what do you how do you feel have you guys been paying attention to the bears at all or well after that before we move on i might have to put my entire life savings on the bears to win the super bowl because that was a very (laughs) compelling argument beer um my thing is whether we're good or bad this year the biggest thing that i like to see from the bears is that we in the offseason with ryan poles he was talking about this new identity that he wanted to bring to the bears and I'm truly seeing it. He said it from the day he was signed to the draft, to how they're doing OTAs, to how he's running the team as we speak. He's really practicing what he preaches. And it's so much better, at least in my opinion, that we have a little bit of a roadmap. It might not work. It could work. But I like that we actually have a plan. Over the last three years, it always seemed like where we were like, oh, we need a kicker. All right, we just got a kicker. And then it would be like, all right, so how are we going to make our kicking better? Uh, it was just like one track minded. And now we're looking as the team as a whole. I really like the way Justin Fields is talking. I really like the way that, you know, he's presenting himself, carrying himself. Um, definitely the speed I think is really good. It's kind of like Nagy and, um, Nagy and Pace talked about Nagy, speed, yeah. but like they, they didn't really, we never, yeah, we never saw it. We never actually saw them do anything about it. And that's what I'm just saying that I really like about the Ryan Poles, Iberflu situation is everything that they have talked about that they wanted to do with the Bears, they've already done in its year one. And let's be honest, it's super easy for a new coach and new GM to have like kind of a bullshit year and then be like, no, but we're just getting ready for next year. This is our first year. Everyone knows it's a throwaway year. I like that they're going for it from the get-go. That's the most important part. We at least got to try. And so that's what I really like about the Bears, me personally. Yeah, they they say it like the way that they're gonna build the team, and then it's not some weird like smoke screen that like Ryan Pace would put out, where you're like, 
okay, is he actually going to build that way? And then, like, he does something completely different in the draft mm-hmm. and then, like, free agency. Like, like, okay. And then he comes in, like, this was the plan the whole time. It's like, okay, was it? Or were you just, like, figuring it out on the fly? So it's kind of like, if you go, I'm, I'm going to say it again, go watch that that video that the Bears posted. They're, they show inside to the draft room when they, like, had Kyler Gordon on their list. And, like, it got to their pick. They go, it's like, all right, we're on the clock. And then Poles goes, all right, put the pick in. Like, it was like instantly they knew who they were going to pick at at number 38 was Kyler Gordon. And they put the pick in. They go, okay. And then they put the pick in. And then you see Ian Cunningham, who's the assistant GM, like, just turn to, turn to Poles and go, dude, we simulated this. He is not supposed to be here. He's like, he goes, I know. He's not supposed to be here. He's like, we're taking him. Like, it was like, it was like, it was, you could. You could tell, like, everything they said leading up to it was they're going to take the best player available and, like, look at these specific traits. And then they went into the draft, did it. And then after the fact, they were like, we were so surprised he was there. And it was just proven. Like, they're not lying throughout mm-hmm. this. You're seeing it in action. It's just, it's a really fun video. You should watch it. It's really cool. Yeah. Johnny and Nick, any thoughts on the Bears before we head over to timeout? I mean, I, I like everything I'm hearing. Obviously, beer beer is a fantastic hype man. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing a really good job of getting us pumped uh, for for the next season. And like I said, this we're on the upswing. We just had a good draft. OTAs are starting, um, so this is like the height, the the up upswing of the hype train. We're you know we're going up the uh, the the initial hill of the roller coaster, and we're almost to the top. Uh, so that's fun. And it's, it's more fun to be optimistic than it is to be pessimistic. But like, I can't help, but like think back to some of the conversations we had at the end of last season. And what I said on this podcast, which was once they hired, uh, Eberflus is like, Hey, like, this is all great. I'm glad they're taking a different direction. But like, even if they go like 11 and six in their first season, I'm still going to be like long-term baby long-term. So like mm-hmm. everything we're saying is, is pointing in that direction, which is good. But I think that's maybe not easy to do in your first year, but a little bit easier to do in your first year than in your third year once the train kind of gets moving. So I'm excited. I like what I'm hearing, but I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic, you know, a little bit more cautious about it. But, you know, I'm still going to watch them. I'm still going to have a good time. We're still going to talk about it and everything. So I don't want to bring the mood down too much with my. I think we need beer to do the uh, speech in the locker room for the Bears. And kind of do like the water boy. Like, remember when Bobby Boucher came in at halftime and we won the Sugar Bowl and everyone just cheers? I think we need that. Um, Johnny, last take before timeout. Um, I'm actually, I was a lot less optimistic uh, during the draft and with all the free free agent signings and all the people they let go, all the big names that they let go of. Um, and I truly, I like, I, I trust Brian and, uh, what's his name? Matt Eberflus. Matt Matt Eberflus. Yeah, I really trust that they're actually sticking to their guns and that they're laying down the foundation. Um, and again, whether we have a losing or winning season this se- this season, I am a hundred percent sure they have like a roadmap for the next three years. Um, and the biggest thing that I've been paying attention to is contracts. How, I mean, we're obviously seeing how they're moving all these players around to the most random places. A lot of these guys that we signed and also the guys that we've had, kind of like, uh, who was it? Roquan Smith, uh, Jalen Johnson, David Montgomery even. They're all in their last, like, their last uh, year of their contract. So everyone 
everyone's showing out like they they want to get paid every single one of them uh, basically does so there's just so much competition at every single position where you would think david montgomery is safe but you know we have khalil herbert who's doing the exact same thing uh in the backfield he could literally he has better hands catching too so like i feel like we have so many options at this point um, so I do feel good about it, and the way they're the way they're manipulating and taking care of their con like the contracts and the cap space for again the, the next few years. That's what's really gonna. I mean, it's it's gonna start rolling after this year. But the fact that we still have these kind of awesome pieces in place for this year and to get to see Justin actually play well, like it just feels like a, a slingshot type of moment. Uh, luckily, because of who came in. With new new Ryan and new uh, Eberflus, <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, I feel really good about it. Uh, yeah, uh, so we're all high until we're low. I get it. Um, all right, so let's head over to timeout. So timeout. Where on the podcast? Oh. Um, all right, so we don't really have to talk about this too long. I just want to state this fact: the Catch Me Outside girl, also known as Bad Baby made $52 million off her OnlyFans last year. That's a true fact. She doesn't post nudes. She made $52 million. That's, that's wild a, to me. Can't that's a million believe. a week. A million a week. Imagine that's wild. Dollars a week. Uh, incredible. What million. the hell? Uh, another <laughs> thing is Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, those two weirdos, I hate Machine Gun Kelly, they confirmed that they drink each other's blood. They're just weird. Get out of the limelight. Oh. I'm so sick of this shit. Get out of here. Him and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, kick rocks, you untalented fuck. Um, hey, all right, now here's... I really hate Pete Davidson. Don't get me I started. Hate Pete Davidson too. How, how, did, how, is he on, how is he on SNL? How is he popular? How... He's not funny. He's not good looking. He's not His charming. It's ridiculous. I've ever seen. It was the worst stand-up I've ever seen yeah. on Netflix. Um, oh. All right, here's the one. So we got a taboo Tuesday before we go to the rank. I'm going to need you guys to think before you answer this one. Would you rather receive $100,000 cash or your favorite sport team to win a championship? I'm going to give you guys a couple of seconds to think, and that's up. All right, let's start off with Nick. What would you take? Championship. <laughs> and who's who would your team be? Cubs. Uh, like, if I'm being truthfully honest with myself, the Cubs are my favorite team, and the Bears are my second favorite team, uh, and Notre Dame's right up there too. So, if I'm going favorite team, it's going to be the Cubs winning another World Series, and I would take that heads and tails above 100k cash. No okay. question. Johnny, I would do a hundred thousand dollars. I love my Cubbies, but I would do it for the Bears to win. United City, <laughs> a city of champions. Wait, yeah. so you Wait. wouldn't take the hundred thousand, or you would? No, sorry, no, I don't take the championship. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. Bears right. Bears to win. Guys, I might okay, have a fever. I, I can't believe I'm even here right now. Yes, <laughs> I want the Bears <laughs> to win. <laughs> Got it, Love it. Johnny. <laughs> All right. What? Well, if it were me, if you're asking me instead of Johnny, but you said Johnny's name, um, right. <laughs> I'm gonna say. It's tough, but yeah, I have to go with the Bears. I mean, like, come on. Like, I think that that moment would be life-changing. That would be a life-changing moment for me. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. All, like, we all got to see a Cubs and a Sox. We didn't yeah, get to see a yeah. Bears. It's true. Mm -hmm. it's true. 
it's you know and, and the you sky. watching the <laughs> and the Chicago Sky won the finals. Oh, Sure. And the sky. Forget them. Um, I truly think that if you take the money, you're an absolute idiot and definitely not a true sports fan. I'm taking a championship all the way, and I'm seeing the Iowa Hawkeyes win the national championship. Uh, I'm just being completely honest. I don't think I'll ever see Iowa win national championship ever in my life. And the if I could, that would be better. And also, it's just money. We all make money. You know, money's not the end of the world. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does. But also <laughs> a championship buys so much happiness because we don't get it. Yeah. Um, the last time Iowa won a national championship was 1958. Um, I wasn't born. So I would be pretty happy. Also, my parents weren't born. Yeah. So it's been a while. <laughs> so uh, I would love to see that. Let's head over to the rank. So this rank is going to be the best sports drinks. We're doing a draft. The order goes beer, Joe, Johnny, Nick. Beer, start us off. Oh, man. I got the first pick. Okay, first pick in the draft. I'm taking water. I do. I just love water when I'm working out. Wow. Sports. It's Sick. just going to take number one. It's the best pick. Old Faithful taking number one water. I think That's I got to give you a brand of water. You got to give a brand of water, though. Brand of water. Uh, we're going to go Ice Mountain. You don't have one. To Everything else kind of like tastes water. There's no manufacturing involved with it. It's just water. Oh, Fiji comes from Fiji, my guy. Fiji, man. Beer. Fiji does not all come from Fiji. Tricking Fiji water for sporting? I don't know, man. But yeah, I guess you could. No, yeah, you I think right. Fiji is like... Like, I get Fiji water when I go on a plane if I want, like, you know, I don't know. Not, uh, I'm at the airport. I'm going to spend it, $15 on water. I'm going to spend it on good water. God, that is so true. <laughs> Fiji water should be the national drink of an airport because I get one every time I'm at an airport. That's pretty funny. Or an Evian. And when do you ever get an Evian anywhere else than a – or a Toblerone? We, oh, my God. We should do a draft of things that you only get at the airport. We'll do that next All week. Right, that'll be next week. Um, my one. number one pick is going to be – is it no sugar? Is it no sugar? I think it might be no sugar Powerade the blue kind. Whatever the white label with the blue. It's like blue raspberry. Mm-hmm. So Zero good. calorie one. Yeah. Zero calorie. Thank you. That's what it is. Uh, that's my favorite one. Damn it. So that's my favorite one. That's what I get from GoPuff Ooh. every time. The way you can hold the bottle, oh, it's it's, it's beautiful. Each finger perfect. has a groove. It's it's incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fine. Uh, I guess I'll go G-Series Lemon-Lime. Oh, that's very good. So just a very little good. bit of sugar, just enough to get mm-hmm. those electrolytes back, but you can still chug it. I get it. it. Feel fine. I respect okay. it. Nick, Jeez. you're on the clock with two. All right. First, I'm going to go classic Gatorade Fruit Punch. Mm-hmm. The red. The uh, red. Red. Did you ever uh, want to sweat it like the commercial where they sweat the red Gatorade? I always wanted to. Yeah. It looks like you're sweating blood or something. The mm-hmm. only downside of the red is you do get a little bit of red mustache on each side <laughs> you can just picture a kid or something like that like all snot <laughs> yeah. yeah disgusting um this i my second pick i don't i don't really know i i i really don't drink a lot of sports drinks um and beer took water which was my go-to <laughs> i want to make a case for for beer because beer is used as a sports drink like after you finish or like a half mm-hmm. marathon like that you're supposed to be allowed to drink a beer so yeah and mm-hmm. you're, ultra 
specifics, but I'm just going to my slap beer on it and nobody else can take that. So I like it. Here's my pitch that it's actually healthy. Apparently, like after you work out, you're supposed to have like a bunch of carbs. It's supposed to like help. So like having carbs in the form of beer still counts. You know, mm-hmm. it's good for you. Yeah. There's a lot of good minerals, too, you know, so there's there's a lot of benefits. Yeah, I got some hops. Uh, Johnny. I'll take the Powerade Mountain Berry Blast Zion 4 Classic. The classic blue Powerade with sugar. I like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have a new one. I just tried it for the first time last week, but it is so fucking good. Uh, body armor. I don't know if you guys have ever bought body, body armor. armor. Body armor is so good, and I'm going with orange mango. Orange mango. If you armor. haven't tried it, try it. It sounds. It sounds like more of a like a like like fitness athleisure wear brand than it does a drink. You know, like Under Armour. I guess like Under Armour. Oh, Under Armour should have bought it. Yeah, I think and Body Armor is Kobe's brand, isn't it? Isn't Kobe yeah. involved yeah. with that? R.I.P. It was R. involved with it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny, or no beer? Oh, so I have two, right? Okay. Yep. Um, my second round draft pick is going to be classic yellow lemon lime Gatorade. Um, that the OG classic. I I've always loved the lemon lime Gatorade. I just thought it was the best flavor. Um, so that's the classic. And then my number three. This is going to be out of left field here. Oh, I no, really like steal mine. I like Barry Propel. Oh. You guys ever? You guys ever had Propel back in the day? I I'm just love wait the until my Propel. second pick, my guy. Just wait. <laughs> I knew it. So my, I'll go right into it. My pick is the strawberry kiwi Propel. I fucking okay. love it. I thought no one was gonna have Propel on this list. Uh, I knew when you said left field, it was going to Propel. I knew it. I knew. I would, it. I, I'm like looking yeah. at it like, oh, has anyone even like heard of Propel in like the last ten years? But like, I don't know it if was still like a thing. It was. It's definitely still a thing. It yeah, might be still at Costco. I know that it was like a thing at Costco. My dad would come home with a big case of Propel. Be like, Hell yeah, the berry, mm-hmm. so good. But I admire your uh, your choice too. Dang, that's good, uh, Johnny. Uh, back when I could drink it, milk. I would come back from football practice, soccer practice, or something. Not every time, but sometimes I, I just I I nothing would quench me except for a glass of milk. My friend Brendan Rose did this. There's a reason why he's the tallest man, one of the tallest men I've ever met. And I'm the tallest person in my entire family by like three inches. And I'm only 5'9", so it's crazy. I think it worked. <laughs> oh, Drink your milk, you get taller. Yeah. Got, got milk. Speaking of got milk, Nick, three and four. <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> That's a uh, uh, Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm really struggling here. Um, milk was mentioned. Uh, <laughs> uh how about a how about a protein shake? You know? Yeah, That's, for sure. A protein powder after sure. you uh, you lift. I I've never really taken it that much. I feel like there was that phase in college where like I was like living in the fraternity house and like all the other guys were like, yeah, dude, like protein powder. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like put on like 30 pounds of muscle because <laughs> uh, and, you know, like three or something. So and, and I'm worked out. Um, okay. So that's my third pick. My last pick. Oh, I had an idea. Yeah. Uh, beer said water. I'm going to go with seltzer water, particularly the Qua. 
Nice, nice liquid. That's good. It's crispy. Like, I don't know, it's a sports drink, but you know the, uh, the the carbonation helps to you know relieve the gases in the stomach and everything. So that's a great there's, one. There's oh, some relief. It, it hydrates because it is just water uh, essence uh, with natural flavors. So there you go. It's great. I like that. For you being a little down on this draft, I think you had a good top four. Johnny. Shit ass, you know. That's count. It, it's, it's okay. Um, the last one. It's tough. It's not easy. I just don't want to say Gatorade or Powerade because that's ridiculous. Um, I've had coffee before. It dehydrate and it dehydrates me even more, but uh, mm-hmm. tastes good. It amps it amps you up. You yeah, know? I got go the opposite going. way. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's my um, afternoon coffee. Yeah. Uh, my last one. I can't believe this is still on the board. Coconut water. Coconut water. Very Coconut good. water, in my opinion, doesn't taste good, but it really does hydrate you really well. Yeah. Nice. Good good hangover. It's too. a good hangover yeah. go to. Yeah. I, I almost think about it. Yeah, you like, but that's more for hangovers. Mm-hmm. I, well, now there's Gator Light. They didn't even break any brain cells saying that they ripped them off. I love that. <laughs> Gator Light. Oh, no. Yeah. I, for my last pick, I'm going to do Gatorade Frost Riptide. So it's the purple, Ooh, like light yeah. purple Gatorade. I really like that one. So classic that'll round it out so good good picks gentlemen yeah all right guys thank you guys very much for listening thank you for all the support um we will see you guys next week have a good one okay.